Shut up and sit down. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. This is episode 60 of the Quiet Part Loud podcast. I'm your host, Daryl, as always, and it is good to have you here. Um, we've done an episode this week already. This is number two. Uh, a very, very quick one earlier in the week uh, just to kind of vent on some things, uh, but really focus around just motivation and doing you and kind of getting the, getting the shit out of your way, whatever that shit is, or attacking it, um, and really getting that, you know, getting that, getting that steam behind you to just push through things. Um, so that was what Monday was about, and it was only about 25 minutes, half an hour, something like that, just a nice quick one. Uh, but I like to throw those in every now and again, just check myself, you know, check whoever's listening, everybody can use that every now and again to get that realignment, refocus. Um, I certainly needed it after a weekend away, uh, not this past weekend, but the one previously. Uh, and it took me a good few days to get back into the swing of things in terms of exercise, in terms of, you know, workflow and just feeling right, sleeping right, eating right. And, uh, and I needed that little check myself. But other than that little blip, I feel as if I've really hit a stride in terms of work, play, and lifestyle balance. Uh, and it's a, it's a good place to be in. Obviously, still things to optimize, as there always is, but definitely on a track, minus a couple of little hiccups. Um, the trip that I took was definitely, was definitely a hiccup. Um, I just don't do well with excessive drinking and that was what the weekend was. Um, I'll say no more about it because we don't do that. But I just think to myself, man, you're, you're getting older, bro. Like chill out on the, on the college kids shit. Um, it's just unnecessary, but it's good to, it's good to be with the people I was with. That's, uh, that's the most important point. Uh, most of them anyways. Um, that was a hiccup. Some other stuff that's kind of outside of my control, uh, which I won't get into, was just kind of a shock. And that kind of happened whilst I was away. So it was uh, <clears throat> it was a bit of a tidal wave. But shaking that off, moving forward, and feel like I've really, even before that, even you know, previous to that occurring, <clears throat> feel like I've been on a nice stride. And now that the remnants of that have worn off of those little hiccups, or at least been put to the back of my mind in the second case, um, I feel like I've picked up back up on the stride and pushing through really, really well. And that's the thing. It's about adherence. Even at a slip up point, it's about shaking it off, getting back on whatever track you're on and adhering to the process. It's all about the process. You just have to keep showing up no matter what. I didn't think some people listening out there probably think, well, you're still shit. <clears throat> you're still as shit as you were on the very first episode. But I tend to disagree, but I never thought we'd be 
60 episodes in. I never, I never expected to, you know, fully take this on and, and start running with it. But hey, we're still a baby. We're still a fetus in this game. So we're just plugging away, doing our thing, trying to make it better, trying to be more consistent. And, uh, and hopefully that will lead to the results that we want, which is just growth. Um, more ears, you know, more ears. So feel like I'm on a really good track and adhering to the process is the most important thing. And with my training specifically, that's been going great. And it's come at a perfect time. I don't feel injured, a little bit of a sore shoulder, but got a holiday coming up with my wife in two weeks time, two and a half weeks time. And we're going away, uh, which is gonna be fantastic. It's our first time away in a long, long time together where we're just going to do nothing. We're just gonna go sit in a resort in the sunshine and relax for a week or 10 days, <clears throat> whatever it is. But so looking forward to that. And so adherence to the process couldn't have come at a better at a better time. And I hope you guys are able to, you know, manifest adherence through any adversary, you know, adversarial situation that you find yourself in, because it really is adherence that means everything. Adherence and accountability, for sure. But the the Latvia trip was was interesting. Nothing to do with the boys. The boys are great. You know, you do what you do on those trips, and uh, you know, you get a little, little crazy, a little wild, and that's all good. <clears throat> Latvia and. Maybe it was just the state I was in. Maybe it was just the uh, nature of the trip and we didn't see much, but it is a shithole. I'm sorry. It looks like it's a week out of World War II. It's just, ugh, it's just dirty. It feels horrible. It feel, I don't know. I just didn't enjoy the place. Um, yeah, it's just rough. It's just rough. Pick another place. Pick another place. But you can see, you know, why it's, becoming more of a location for stag dues and things like that it you know it's uh it's very cheap out there let's put it that way but um yeah back on track sticking to the script the gym is in flow eating is <laughs> almost in flow work is going well you know things are things are taking along you know and and it's important now that, you know, we get a little time away, you know, spend our time because, you know, my wife works like an absolute savage, has done for the past eight years. And, you know, I can't, uh, I can't give it up enough for her, you know, not only for what she's done in starting a small business and making it successful and sustainable in a recession, um, but, you know, simply what she has to put up with me. <laughs> um, it's going to be, it's a welcome trip coming. So, um so yeah, it couldn't this this uh, this this flow that I kind of find myself in at the moment couldn't come at a better time, and I just I'm just like give me two more weeks, give me two more weeks because I know what's going to happen as soon as I let off the gas, I'm going to get sick, I'm going to get a cold, I'm going to get flu, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna my body's going to say, oh, we're done, we're we're taking a rest. Okay, cool. Here you go. Here's everything that we've been holding off for you. It just seems to always be the case. So I'm just hoping I've got two more. <clears throat> three more weeks in me, get me up to Christmas. Um, 
and then I've basically got Christmas off. So that's going to be fantastic too. Um, and I'm going to get super festive this year uh, as we try to most years because Christmas for me is just, even though our family's very small, it's it's still an important time. Um, and, you know, we're more disconnected than we ever have been. And I think it's important to get back to, you know, a little bit of one-on-one eye contact time. You know, that's, that's so important. So important. Um, but yeah, the, the, everything's going pretty good. I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, you know, coming back, doing a couple of these shows every week. And I love getting the reps in because it's, you know, again, it's adherence to the process. Um, got some new boxing gloves. I've been really mixing in boxing. For any of you guys that go to the gym on a regular basis, um, I don't know how you get your conditioning in. I don't know how you get your, you know, your kind of cardio work in. But if you haven't, you know, just strapped on a pair of boxing gloves, and grabbed a skipping rope and made 45 minutes out of that, you know, split it in half, half on the bag, half on the skipping rope. It's phenomenal. <clears throat> Absolutely phenomenal. I've really mixed it in, incorporated it more, and, uh, and and recently purchased some larger gloves, which I use today. Ripped the shit out of my hand, but, uh, but nevertheless, you know, just that little increase more, that little progression on the process keeping it moving, which is, again, what we've got to do. But I'm wrapping up today. It's, I really don't get people. I'm wrapping up today, and I go into the shower room, and it's individual ch- shower rooms uh, at the gym I'm a member of. So you go and lock the door, do your business, get ready to have a shower, and uh, and I'm going to the toilet, right? To be honest with you guys, I'm going to the toilet, and I hear, like, like kind of pulling at the door. And like the thing's red. I know it is because I check every morning and there's people in it, right? The thing's red. If it's red, why are you trying to get in the door? Do you want to see somebody in the shower? Do you want to see somebody on the toilet? I don't understand why people do shit, even though the outcome that they're going for is already decided. The thing's red. You know somebody's in there. Why are you trying to open the door? It just, people are very, very peculiar to me. I, I just don't get it. Um, but yeah, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. I got approached by a guy at the gym uh, after I was done boxing and he asked me, you know, how long I've been doing it, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and basically asked for, asked for help. And he said, I'm going to be coming all the time. I'm going to be coming, you know, a lot more regularly. And, you know, I'm going to be coming in the morning. So would you mind you know, hitting the pads with, or holding the pads while I I do some boxing. I'd love to get back into it. And I said, absolutely not. No problem at all. Like if I'm ever here, just come up, I'll give you 10 minutes on, you know, some pad work and, and, you know, get some work in. No problem. Introduce myself. Great, great, great. Haven't seen him. (laughs) Maybe we've missed each other, but I told him what time I would be there every morning. And that was four days ago. So there you go. What can you do? Maybe he'll show up. Maybe we've just been missing each other. Maybe I'm being cynical. <clears throat> but I hope uh, for his sake that he does show up. You know? Um, again, got to be on that process game. Um, right. What else has been going on this week? Um, I got, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking about the process, speaking about, you know, sticking to it, adherence and accountability. There's certain things that 
come your way every now and again, and they allow you to get back on track or push harder on the track that you're currently on, right? Something that might motivate you, something that might inspire you, something that might piss you off and has the same result. For me, I saw an interview with this guy who swam around the entire island of, uh, of the UK. He swam for 157 days in the sea for six hours at a time. He would, take, he would go six hours on, six hours off, six hours on, six hours off. He was swimming in the sea 12 hours a day. Now, I listened to this interview and just the way he was speaking about, you know, what it takes to accomplish something like that was, I mean, if you're not inspired by listening to a guy who can swim around fucking England uh, and Scotland, then I don't, I don't know what it's going to take for you to get off the sofa. But as soon as I heard this guy talking, I was like, Jesus Christ, there's another set of people out there, different level of people out there, people who focus in a different way. And it was really inspiring. But what was even more inspiring was this guy's not, he's not just like some meathead crazy fuck that, you know, decided to jump in the water and keep swimming, do a Forrest Gump, but in the, but, but in the sea, he's not that guy. This guy's like a scientist at Loughborough University in England, which is like the foremost like sports science facility, I think in the country or in Europe or some shit. Um, but he's one of the main guys. So I'm listening to him talk about fitness and I'm talk I'm listening to him talk about uh, just healthy eating and exercise and what he does and, and, and what he thinks. And the level of detail that he just speaks so fluently with was in in my opinion, very poetic in a very geeky, kind of nerdy, healthy, you know, kind of way. Um, but the fact that he was so switched on and so conscious and aware and and and, and knew the intricacies of, of, of all of this stuff. I was like, and he's a psycho too? I'm like, I gotta, I gotta check this out, guy out. So I went to his Instagram page and he is a fucking unit. <laughs> he is a unit. He is, um, I mean, he's something else, you know, um, and he knows exactly what he's doing, but you've just got to see this guy. Uh, check him out on the Joe Rogan Show. Check his Instagram out. His name's Ross Edgley. Um, I believe, uh, he is, he is just something else. Um, and yes, the feat that he, you know, undertook and accomplished was imp like impressive beyond words. Obviously nobody's ever done it before. Um, the schedule that he kept, the adversity that he faced, he tells a story about getting stung on the face by a jellyfish and swimming with it there for three hours because he didn't realize it was on his face or something like that. Like the guy's a maniac but he's the good kind of maniac. You know, he's the one that knows about this stuff and, and, and people can learn from and be inspired by. And, you know, I would, I would definitely check him out if you haven't. Uh, he is, uh, he is something else. Uh, but he, he, hearing him talk both about the, the, the contest that he had with himself to, to swim around, you know, England, um, and Scotland swim around our Island, uh, hearing him speak about doing that and what that took and, and the process involved in that was, was one thing, but hearing him talking about like what he does for a job in terms of, you know, sports science and things like that was just, 
just had me hooked straight away and it helped me really push through um, some of the some of the shit that was kind of hanging over me as it were and just get back on that pony and keep going and just really keep going because shit is never going to stop coming your way but you just got to choose and decide what you want to do how you want to do it and you're and decide that you're doing it because it makes you happy or a better person and just getting on with it. And don't worry about the shit that comes your way. Just shake that shit off, man. Just sift through it and just keep going. And we need people like this guy, like this Ross, Ross Edgley guy. We need people like that. People that you can see and say, oh, like... Even if I'm one-tenth of what he does, I am ten times the person I am right now. You know? It's that type of shit. Um, so anyways, check him out. Uh, because in these times of peril and uncertainty, positive kind of beacons like this guy are exactly what we need. You know, you need to know that although the media just wants you to see Trump and Brexit and war, and famine, and job loss, and depression, and, you know, addiction, and all this stuff, there is good stuff out there, I'll be the first one to say, this is shit, or this is shit, or this is shit, but there's so much good to be done, you know, I mean, I'm going to tell you about some shit stuff in a minute, but there's these guys out there, that do things in a different way. David Goggins is another one. You could put Joe Rogan on that list if you wanted to. Um, you know, Cameron Haynes, you know, guys who go the extra mile. And I'm not saying it's all about extreme because I said on a previous show, anybody that lives it, you know, I think I said anybody that thinks at the extreme or exists at the extreme is probably not a person I could uh, spend much time with. There are obviously exceptions to the rule, but I think you know, you understand hopefully the context and the nuance in which I was talking about extreme in that case versus talking about extreme in this case. Um, positive and negative, right? But um, go check him out. Go check out Ross Edgley. He's, he's uh, yeah. He's got a book out as well. I think it's called The World's Fittest Book or something like that. Definitely, definitely worth a look. Um, so what else has been going on? Well, I told you I was going to tell you about a couple of uh, not so great things. Uh, if you live in the UK, obviously, we've got Brexit looming. We've got the uh, dysfunction of Parliament. We've got Theresa May heading to Brussels today for more emergency talks. I mean, you know, the whole entire thing is an absolute shit show. Um, you know, our currency is suffering. The uncertainty is apparently caused antidepressant mag um, prescriptions to go way up since this vote was cast and the uncertainty started looming. You know, it's just, I don't know how I feel about it because on one hand it's like, well, you can't have another vote on a vote that's already been decided that undermines the democratic process. But then I'm also like, well, 
the pretense in which people voted, the understanding of what was happening in the process for them to vote leave, was that misguided enough to almost nil and void that vote and do it again? I'm torn. Because I think, yes, on both accounts, I think, yes, it would undermine democracy a bit, the democratic process a bit, because you're effectively alienating 51% of the population or whoever voted, right? Um, it, was a, it was a relatively close, well, depends who you're asking. Um, Does it undermine the democratic process? Yes, because that was the vote. That the you know, if people wanted to look into it more, they could have. But on the other hand, there was so much misinformation and lies given to the public about what was happening with Brexit, or like little what do you call it? Like it's a, you know, it's like a fake, a looking glance. Like, you know, it's like a little bit of hand tricks. Like look over here and I've actually put it over here. There, you know, the things that they were telling people were just not true. And I think it swayed people's vote in the wrong way. So that coupled with the process that has commenced since the vote that could only be described as an absolute disaster. And I would say from all accounts, highlights an incompetency of negotiation skills by the government and by the prime minister. This has been too long in the tooth and we're effectively nowhere because what is currently being worked on will never get through. The people become more frustrated and increasingly want another vote. Okay. Well, do you have a do you have a referendum on that? On whether the people want to have another vote. I think maybe that's the move, but it's precarious times, let's say the least because we're what, five months away from the deadline, which could theoretically be extended upon if necessary, but who wants that? We're in such a terrible position as it is. What is a couple more months going to do? Something within these borders need to, needs to be done. The seriousness and the immediacy of the, of the deadline needs to be addressed. And... It's up to us, really. So why not ask us officially what we want you to do? And that does everything that you need to do because you're only paid employees of the people. Please don't forget that. So why not ask us Meanwhile, you've got IKEA, huge employer, saying that they're going to cut 7,500 jobs in the UK. Which is strange because about um, 
half a mile, if that, from my house. They're building the largest IKEA in the most like it, it's it's the largest central London based IKEA that they have. Right now, there's two, one in Croydon, and one out in Essex, and this one is in Greenwich, and it's huge. And I imagine it's going to have some people working in it. But what is going on with Ikea? Are they just removing some of the risks that they have in terms of Brexit? Prof, uh, profitability and things like that? I don't know. But it's not a good look. That's for sure. Um, so 7,500 people gone on that yet they continue to build shops so is it automation or is it just trimming fat i mean let's be honest ikea employees are not that helpful anyways so i maybe it's trimming the fat who knows but yeah precarious times for for the uk and you know, something I want to stop thinking about, that's for sure. What is yet to be done? Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this. I don't know if you guys care about this, but I thought it was kind of ironic, kind of like pathetic. Um, but Takeshi69 we should call this segment so you want to be a gangster or we should call this segment when keeping it real goes wrong and take that little Dave Chappelle bite from it um, because I mean this guy's looking at what 30 counts of something of random uh, various charges 30, 32 charges or something like that um, but they're saying he's looking at like 30 years to life in prison I don't know what he's done. I haven't looked into it. I, I've just seen whatever's been shared on Instagram. Um, but I'm just, I just think to myself, really? This is really the, the, this is really the road kids are still going down? This is really the persona that kids, like, put out? Like, didn't we learn from this in the 90s? I just, I don't get it. And this kid with his fucking rainbow hair and his face tattoos. I mean, this is the dumbest shit that I've ever seen. And apparently he's running around with a, vac a faction of the Bloods. And apparently he's like ratted on his main manager who is like a more senior member of that faction of the Bloods. Like, you're going to get killed in prison, dude. Like, what's going on here? I, I just, to me, it's just like... It's so pathetic. Like, hip-hop's not about that, man. <clears throat> not only are these kids ruining it because of the fact that they simply don't get the culture truly and, and the history of this thing, but they just take the piss out of it with their fucking rainbow hair and their face tattoos. It's like, what are you talking about? In what realm is that appealing? This motherfucker's like a little boy. A little boy. And he's going to get put away for life. I mean, with his rainbow hair, 
They're going to think Rainbow Bright walked in and they're going to run a train on his little ass and it's going to get real dark real quick. And that's week one. <laughs> like, what, if, what the fuck are we talking about here? I don't know what he did. I don't know what he did. I'm not interested in looking into it. I just think as a fan of hip hop, the state of hip hop is in disrepair. Um, there's very few people in hip hop that are actually doing good for hip hop. And it's an art form that I love and is being shat all over by lowest common denominator artists. I put in heavy quotation and their stupid fuckboy fan base. To me, it's, it's really pathetic, but you want to be a gangster. Now you're a gangster. Now you're a gangster. So have fun with that. You know, you want to talk about gangsters. The real fucking gangsters are the ones Trump has decided to stand up with. You know, he gets it wrong on every single account, on every single issue. He gets it wrong. How can somebody be so wrong yet? Well, I, I answer my own question before I even finish it. He's a fucking thief. He's a bully. He's a liar and he's a manipulator. That's how he's gotten to where he's gotten to. You know, um, but he just makes all the wrong decisions. Like, I don't know if you've seen the thing, but apparently his dad left him like 400 million. But I watched a thing on and they basically were trying to rob the father. Like write him out of his own business, basically is what they did. I wish I knew the name of the of the thing that I watched on YouTube. Uh, was it on YouTube or was it on Netflix? Maybe it was on Netflix. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Anyways, he's a fucking scumbag, but <clears throat> I just don't understand how he can get it incorrect every single time. Like a journalist was murdered. Turkey have provided you with audio of it, you've been told by the CIA how bad it was and how likely it is that it's, um, what's his name, MBS, Mohammed bin Salman. You know it's, the CIA have told you it's, it's this guy that must have given the order to do it. And yet, because you've got, you know, whatever hundred million uh, dollar arms deal going with them, or billion, I should say, arms deal going with them, plus there's interests for you there after you're out of the presidency, you're not willing to go against them. Oh, also the fact that you just like, because you've run your business as a strong man, you like leaders who also operate in the same way. If you, if you look at who he's aligned himself the closest with, it's Kim Jong-un, it's Vladimir Putin, it's MS, MBS. He doesn't like any of the standard allies that the U.S. has always had. Oh, and he also likes Israel as well. He likes uh, Netanyahu. He likes him too, right? 
like he is an authoritarian waiting to happen. And that's why I'm so encouraged by obviously what happened at the midterms, which we talked about on the last podcast. Um, but I just don't understand how he gets it wrong every single time. He, he said raking the forest could help prevent wildfires. He said he will not change his mind on climate. In fact, he wants good climate and that's what we'll have, I think was his exact response, if I remember correctly. I want good climate and that's exactly what we'll have. Excuse me? You're doing everything to roll back regulations that have all of the detrimental effects on the environment that are currently being seen in California, that are currently being seen or recently seen in the Gulf, uh, in the Gulf Coast area, in the Florida area, right? This is not getting better. It's not getting better at all. So to deny climate change at this point is one of the dumbest things you can actually say, like along with flat earth and things like that, and that chemtrails are real. Denying climate change is one of the dumbest things that you can do. Oi. Cats are going silly over there. Um, but he gets it wrong every time. Like, let's just think about what he's done in the past couple of weeks. Right? A lot... Along with aligning with Saudi Arabia and a guy who he now basically has irrefutable evidence was involved in ordering the murder of a journalist that was a dissident to Saudi Arabia. He's standing with this guy. He says doing some basic garden maintenance to the forests in California will help prevent the wildfires like they do in Finland, wherever the fuck he got that. Finland was hilarious with the response on that. He calls this migrant caravan an invasion when it was 300 miles away, pacing at about seven miles per day, 10 miles per day, whatever they were doing, you know, calls that an invasion. He's just now had a pop at uh, comedian Michelle Wolf because she responded to the White House announcing that they wouldn't be having comedians at the White, at the White House Correspondents' Dinner next year because of the way Michelle Wolf went at Sarah Sanders last time out. And so obviously Michelle Wolf called her out for being you know, or called that the, the current administration out for being soft, um, being snowflake-ish, which they are, let's be honest. But then Trump attacks her. Trump attack the president of the United States attacks a comedian on Twitter. Okay, so <laughs> then he took away I mean, not then, before this, he took away Jim Acosta of CNN's press pass away 
because he asked him some questions. They said, the White House that is, that it was because he assaulted one of the interns when she tried to grab the microphone, which was completely untrue. They then, the White House, sent out a doctored video, a sped up video, not for analysis, but to make it seem like Jim Acosta was being more aggressive and more violent than he actually was, which he wasn't. Now, I've heard also that some people have said, oh, well, Jim Acosta is a bit of a psycho and he's a bit of a ruthless guy and he's a bit of a, you know, an abrasive guy and he was being a bit interruptive because he was talking over the other guy. Um, I get that to a point, but we're not living in normal times and one of the arguments I heard was like, these guys are wolves dressed up in sheep's clothing, right? They have like this soft, presentable, you know, kind of, you know, straight and narrow appearance. But yet underneath they're as ruthless as like a guy like Trump is, for instance. And I just say, yeah, maybe there's some of that. Maybe there's some of that you know, ambition getting to that position that Jim Acosta's in, you know, is not for the weak and for the timid. But good journalists aren't. So wouldn't wouldn't you have had enough by now if this was the type of stuff you'd been dealing with for the past two years? Calling the organization fake news, calling people like Jim Acosta the enemy of the people, which he did in that exchange. I'm talking about Donald Trump. The fact that they lied and that everybody saw that they lied and that they then they said, oh, well, I'm not having this. He he, uh, you know, he he came at the president and, and he got into an argument with the president like he was he was pacing the stage. Trump was after the exchange. He called one of the black reporters question about his nationalist statement, called that a racist question. It's not. Just yesterday, Rachel O'Neill asked about Ivanka Trump's emails because apparently Ivanka had been has been sending uh, government-related emails on a private email server for God knows how long since the election, which is a complete hypocrisy or and, and complete uh, double standard in terms of what Trump was saying about Hillary's emails and that sort of thing back when he was running for president and how he's wanted to have her prosecuted, like. I mean, the contradictions, the double standards, the lies, the fucking misinformation, the, you know, you name it, he's getting wrong. But in the, in the case of Jim Acosta, whose press pass he took, well, now he understands that he doesn't have that right. His team are telling him he doesn't have that right. He's setting a precedent which would have terrible consequences if it was followed through upon. So guess what? Jim Acosta's back in. So now I want to see what the next press briefing is like so we can see if Jim Acosta can piss off Sarah Sanders again. And let's see what happens then. Because there has to be some poking of the bear here. Because it clearly frustrates him. He clearly cannot handle direct pressure. Christopher Wallace on Fox News interviewed him the other night and he was getting pissed off. He can't handle tough questions because he's a fucking idiot. So I just don't know how he gets it wrong every single time. But he successfully manages to do so.
And I think about that in my own context sometimes. Like, you know, it's that whole, you know, continuing the same behavior and expecting a different result. Well, that's the definition of insanity. But he still got support. <laughs> that's the thing. I think about it in my own life and I've seen the effects of doing that my, with myself and with other people. But he's actually getting support. But I think what we're doing is we're actually watching a guy go Cena. There's an element of me that thinks that as well. Either way, I hope America sorts it out. They got a year left. They got a year left. And then it's going to be a tirade of negativity. And uh, it'll be one hell of a soap opera to watch. That's for sure. Um, I just, we need to get Brexit sorted on this side of the pond. Um, we're in a, we're in a precarious spot, but never mind that. Never mind that. You know, what we need to do in all of these situations is get back on track. It's kind of how we started, right? And it's kind of like, oh, there's, for any UFC fans out there that have tuned into our preview recap shows, uh, we're going to keep doing those. There just hasn't been any like great events that I want to talk about. Like there have been a couple of events that have gone by, but nothing that I've really wanted to talk about. So um, I will because we've got <coughs> Max Holloway and uh, Brian Ortega fighting in Toronto. Uh, I think that's coming up this side. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. That's got to be relatively soon. I don't have the date on that, but I think that's one I'm going to break down. And then obviously we've got John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson um, coming. Uh, I think that's on the 29th of December. <clears throat> if my date, uh, if my memory serves correctly. Um, and I'm definitely going to be breaking that one down because obviously their first fight was was epic. Um, so if there's any of you guys that have listened before and, and are wondering if we're ever going to talk UFC again, yes, we are. Um, there is a fight this weekend. The card is shit. It's in China. Um, the main event is the rematch of Curtis Blades and Francis Ngannou. For those of you that didn't see Francis Ngannou's uh, last performance, count yourself lucky. Curtis Blades has been on a roll. I think Curtis Blades is going to wrestle his ass, wear him down. I don't think Francis has had the time to develop the cardio that's going to be necessary. Curtis Blades has looked good. That's a number three versus a number four matchup. And I think that Curtis Blades is 10 and one. And the only person that he has lost to is Francis Ngannou. And I believe that was a decision. I can't recall. Anyways, um, that's happening this weekend. I'm sure you'll see the highlights because it's probably going to be a knockout or it's going to be a snoo It's going to be like a ground and pound or it's going to be a fucking snooze fest. So um, that's the only fight worth talking about. And that's barely worth talking about. So like I said, when we've got cards, we will break them down. Um, I haven't forgotten about that. Uh, there just hasn't been much to cover. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I think we're done. Um, I was going to talk about podcasters and some podcasters that I listen to that I think are becoming overexposed, <clears throat> Brendan Schaub, but um, I'm going to leave it because I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be about that hate. I just saw something that he's doing. It's a new podcast, and I'm just like, okay, you got what four now? 
three or four, maybe a bit overexposed. I don't know, but not for me to say. It's his fucking life. Get that money. Um, I'm trying to do the same thing. So hopefully I'll grab an audience one day, but I appreciate you guys, each and every one of you for listening. And keep coming back, man, because we're going to keep coming back and doing it. And I'm feeling great. Like I said, I'm on a roll right now. I'm feeling, I'm feeling positive about things. I got a holiday coming up. You know, things are good. So uh, we just got to stay on this track adhere and account that's what it's about man adherence and accountability as long as you got those two boxes ticked and your goals defined you will get there and i think we'll end on that that's probably going to be the last show for the week um but i'll definitely be back next week um with another episode but for now this is episode 60. I didn't think we'd get here, but we're, we're uh, yeah, 60 episodes, man. More than, a, more than a year's worth of one show per week. Um, yeah, but we've only been going for about seven months, so that's really positive. Um, right, that's it, man. Episode 60 in the books. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm your host, Daryl, as always. This is The Quiet Part Loud Podcast. We'll see you next week. And until then, all the best, guys.